0: how's it going everybody it's zach back here with clutch crew sports and i do want to give a little bit of an announcement uh for you guys at the very beginning of this show uh it's coming out on a different date than what you are used to so unfortunately we weren't able to upload this show by tuesday and we had some technical difficulties and trouble with uh with finding hosts and everything, but I, I tried recording solo and it, it, failed a couple of times. So we we just decided to run through our normal reaction video. It's coming out a day late and then we are going to skip the prediction video for next week. We're still going to make our predictions. We'll post our predictions on all the social media accounts and everything, but we just won't have a video for it. And some topics that we're going to be talking about today, if you guys want to know what what's going to be in the episode chronologically. So, as always, we start with college. We're going to run down the scores. I've got a rant prepared, so stay tuned. It's it's a new thing for me to rant. I really
1: what?
0: don't think I've ranted at all on this. Um, yeah, usually that's
1: me, folks. You did hear that right. You did hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so I've got a special rant planned. And actually... These guys have never don't even know what it's going to be about. They've never heard about it. They they have no clue what it'll be about. I mean, they've got a little bit of a clue on the subject, but they really don't know. We know
2: well, we know the we know the game, but not yeah. the
0: subject. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, for all you SEC football fans, this will be a good episode for you because we're going to be talking about the different SEC teams that have a real shot at making the playoffs. There's there's five of them that really have the potential to do it, but we'll run through some of the contenders, pretenders between the five, which ones we like the best, which ones we think can have the best shot at winning the national championship. And then we'll switch into the NFL, show you guys the scores, our predictions, of course. Uh, A little bit of a spoiler here. I did really bad with NFL and college (laughs) predictions. We'll get to that. Not a good week for me in general with the fantasy and the projections. And then... We've got some key NFL games to talk about, and we have fantasy results also because this week was the podca- the double podcasters matchup. And then finally, we're going to share a little bit of lighthearted NBA news. Um, my favorite NBA player is making headlines today for his rap against Shaquille O'Neal. We won't play the raps, but we'll show you guys some of the lyrics from the raps that those two put out and you guys can already guess who i think won even though i haven't even listened to shacks rap. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert <laughs> but no i'll i'll tell you my thoughts too uh, on on what i really think about it and and yeah so we do want to let you guys know <laughs> sorry that uh today's episode is sponsored <laughs> with Kawhi Leonard's enthusiasm. Sorry, I can't even keep a straight face. Can,
1: can Eric, you ahead. keep it
0: together? I can't keep. I can't keep a straight face, Eric. Take it away.
1: Make a miss league. Make miss. <sighs> Make a miss league, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, for people on YouTube, you. Sorry, got guys. <laughs>
1: Kawhi. Yeah. I was feeling some Kawhi Leonard energy there, and I had to just get it out for a second.
0: <laughs> Probably the most robotic NBA superstar there's ever been. I mean, we don't, know, <laughs> we don't know how the ones way back in the day did without social media and stuff, but in today's era, by far, I mean, borderline robotic. I, I really got to say that because the the lack of human expression on his face, I mean... We'll talk about uh, Kawhi when we get to the NBA preview. Maybe I'll bring this up, but he's a weird guy. Really is. (laughs) Uh, But that doesn't take anything away from his talent on the court. And so we'll start listing off the scores here and tell you guys how the three college predicting podcasters did. Uh, So Penn State at Maryland... The Maryland curse your, 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 for Connor. your streak came to an end. <laughs> it, it came to an end, in it, in typical Maryland fashion, it wasn't even close. Uh, <laughs> Fifty-nine to zero for Penn State. I mean, at, if you, at least if you're a Maryland fan, you don't have the anxiety of these games going down to the wire. But I was the only one getting that one wrong. You guys, of course, know why I picked Maryland. Uh, <laughs> Arizona State at Cal. This was an upset here I did not predict, but Cal actually won the game 24-17. I was the only one getting that one right. Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma won 55-16. I was the only one getting this wrong. That's partly why I'm going to be ranting about this game. Uh, I'll say the I'm not ranting about the score. I'm ranting about... And I wouldn't have known this if, if I wasn't paying attention. If I had picked Oklahoma, I probably wouldn't have even been looking around at this point. But I saw something happen, and it really irritated me enough to come up with this rant. So I'll get to that once we go through all these scores. Uh, Northwestern at number eight, Wisconsin. Wisconsin wins a grinded-out game 24-15. Uh Two touchdowns, actually, two defensive touchdowns for Wisconsin propelled them in this, and I was the only one getting that one right with Northwestern covering the spread. Uh, Middle Tennessee State and Iowa, Iowa blew them out 48-3. We all got it right. Same thing with the Michigan Rutgers game, 52-0 Michigan. We all got it right. Uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas, I'll be talking about this one too because I watched quite a bit of it. Texas A&M wins a close one, 31-27, but they did not cover the spread. We all got Arkansas, and we all got it right. Number one team in the country, Clemson at North Carolina. They bar- Clemson barely wins, 21-20. Of course, we all got it wrong because we picked Clemson with the spread, and we'll talk about that, that one too. Uh, Ole Miss at Alabama. Bama wins, 59-31. Just barely covering the spread with a late touchdown by Ole Miss. But Connor and I got it right. Uh, Virginia at Notre Dame. Notre Dame wins by 15 points. Connor being the only one getting that right. USC at Washington. Washington wins 28-14. Nate was the only one getting that one wrong. He actually predicted a USC win. Uh, Indiana at number 25, Michigan State. Michigan State wins 40-31. to Real close game. Connor, only one getting that one right. Uh, Florida barely covers the spread. I guess Towson, 38-0 Gators. We all got it right. Uh, Auburn absolutely throttled Mississippi State in a way I did not expect. 56-23 at Auburn. I was the only one getting that wrong. Uh, UConn managed to win the spread in this game, but they definitely lost on the scoreboard. (laughs) 56-21 UCF. Uh, We all got that right with Connecticut. Uh, Kansas State and Oklahoma State. This is another one I was really disappointed in. Oklahoma State just controlled the whole game. 26-13. I was only in this wrong. And number five, Ohio State at Nebraska. Ohio State just demolished Nebraska. We all got it right. And then the next two here, Washington State at Utah. Utah wins easily. 38-13. We all got it wrong. And then Iowa State and Baylor, we all got wrong, too, Is Baylor wins 23-21. And now we'll show you guys kind of where we are at afterwards with our game's record and win percentage. So we didn't have the win percentage in the last week, but I went down a couple of percentage points here. I'm currently at 59% right with my college predictions. Connor's at 57% in second place, and Nate is dead even with 50% with his college predictions.
2: If you want some context on how it changed, I picked up four games on Zach this week. Zach was five games ahead after last week, yeah. so I managed to close the deficit down to one after this week. Yeah.
0: And uh, what was that, Eric? Oh, I said good
1: week for Connor, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah. He had a <laughs>
2: If only the NFL picks had gone that way, too. But (laughs) we'll get to that later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing we have highlighted here is is the rant, the game with the rant. So kind of like I said. Mark
2: this moment down in your calendars, folks. Zach is ranting. (laughs) It's
0: It's a rare occurrence. It's a rare occurrence. (laughs) Because I really – a lot of times when athletes have a bad game or – something happens, someone makes a mistake, something like that. I tend not to rant because I myself, there's no way I could even be on this level of competition. So I feel like personally, like they're doing way better than me. I can't get too mad at them because they're so much better than me at this. But this is an instance where I, this is something that I would absolutely not have done in a million years. And what I'm talking about and what I'm referring to is in this game, I'll show you here because I actually have the exact times and scores and everything. So as you can see what I'm talking about right here, I've got kind of pulled up the whole drive here. The score at this point on this drive is 41 to 10 in favor of Oklahoma. And it's only been three minutes into the third quarter. I want to get this. Uh, yeah. So, as you can see, there's or there's been more than three minutes. But at, at the time that they kicked this field goal, there's eight minutes left in the third quarter. So, obviously, Texas Tech... I don't think they expected to win this game. I don't. It would have been a massive upset. It would have been crazy. These two teams are not on the same playing field as far as their talents, as far as the playing talents of these two teams. Uh, so when you look at the score, 55-16, yeah, Texas Tech, they could have been a little bit better, but that's not what I'm ranting on because if I was ranting about that, I'd be ranting about Rutgers, I'd be ranting about Middle Tennessee State, all these teams <laughs> that, that lost big should should be ranted about if that's my reasoning for this. But no, that's not my reasoning. So if you look here at this drive, so there's a couple plays here, first down, personal foul, two yards, loss, four yard gain. You get down to here and it's fourth and six at the Oklahoma eighteen. And they trot out Trey Wolf. Let me look up the name of this I think his name starts with I think his first name is Matt, but Texas Tech head coach. I looked this up when I did the rant. Um, I want to get the name right. Matt Wells, this guy right here. That's Cliff Kingsbury. I guess this is Matt <laughs> Wells right here.
2: <laughs> I must say, that didn't look like Matt Wells.
0: <laughs> so this article says four reasons Matt Wells is a great Texas Tech head coach hire. Well, if it was up to me, Matt Wells would not be the coach at Texas Tech anymore. And I know you're going, whoa, whoa, Zach, whoa. Okay, I think...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. it, wait, what did you say, Eric?
1: I just said, calm down, sir. Hopefully the details will, uh, you know, shine.
0: Okay. I mean, <laughs> the, when there's eight minutes left in the third quarter, you're getting your butts kicked. You're down by uh, 30, 31 points. okay. You don't kick a field goal on fourth and six in the red zone. There's no instance where you would ever do that, okay? To me, that's just showing a lack of respect for his team. He doesn't think they're good enough to get this first down, he doesn't think they're even capable enough to try and make a comeback. Because let's just say they get the touchdown and it's 17 to 41. It's still a long shot, but at least it's technically possible. At least the, at least they might be able to cover the spread. Um, at least it might be a little bit respectable. But instead, I don't know why you would ever have your field goal kicker come out and kick a field goal because that does no good for you. There's no possible way Texas Tech is getting any future momentum for next week by kicking a field goal here, okay? Even if you go out on fourth and six and you run a play and you don't get it, I would rather – I would be fine with that because at least as a coach, you're showing belief in your team that they can do this, okay? His players, I don't think, can respect him now after this. I mean, maybe I'm thinking way too deep into this, but (laughs) (laughs) – Eight minutes left in the third quarter. So you have 15 minutes in the fourth quarter and eight minutes left in the third quarter. And you decide to kick a field goal? I mean, what is this? Like, what are you trying to do here? I, It baffles me. It really does. Because, and they didn't score, they scored another field goal to end out the game. Uh, it. I don't, it's, this just bothers me. It really does. When I, <laughs> because I had Texas Tech, And I was rooting for them for the spread. I mean, obviously, if they, if it was close and stuff, I'd watch it and be rooting for them for the upset either way. But for my, you know, who cares? With most people, be like, oh, who cares? It's just a little bit of points. Well, I had them in this for this for the spread reasons, and I was pissed off about it because it wasn't even like it was a fourth and twenty. It's not like it's not like you're running a desperation play here. It's not like you're on your own side of the field trying to do this, trying to, you know, c- then I can see, okay, yeah, you don't get it and then you make things worse. How do you make things better with a field goal? I don't, I, I don't want to keep talking about this, yeah, but
1: I, I, I just, lost just lost
0: respect repeat. for
1: this guy. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah say, I want
1: you guys you, to need yeah. a breather. Well, I mean, one thing that I kind of, I mean, this is my first time seeing any of this because, like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. you know what. <laughs> But but looking at this, too, just to kind of add to this and like something else that Zach hasn't even mentioned yet. From the moment they had it first and 10 on Oklahoma's 22 yard line, they didn't even on first, second and third down, they didn't even run a single pass play like first and 10. okay, I could understand maybe even second and 12 like you you lost two yards so you want to try to get some of the yardage back to make it a manageable third down I didn't even see that
0: I didn't even see that
1: on third and eight on third and eight on third and eight eight, why aren't you running a pass play there
0: fire Um, Matt Wells (laughs) Wells. that's all I'm saying
1: firemattwells.com I mean (laughs) seriously though like why third and eight why are you not calling a pass play there a two yard run. What what was that? That's garbage. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: what, about if I, if
1: other, what about the if other field goal drive, Zach? Where they got it to forty eight to sixteen. What what about that one? Did they did they run a pass play there? Uh, where's great. it?
0: Oh, pass complete. Wow, wow, that's crazy. Uh, no, they ran a, look, they, dude.
1: They were, second and ten. Well, no, but then they called oh, no, the pass play
2: on third down,
1: run. and they got defensive holding, and then. Go down to where they kicked the field goal, like where. Okay, third and fifteen, they ran a pass. So <laughs> yeah,
2: they they ran they ran quite a few passes on that drive.
1: They, they ran some, yeah, they ran it on that one, but still like third and eight with eight minutes to go in the third quarter, and you're down. What was it, forty-one to ten at that point, like?
0: Yeah, uh, forty-eight to to thirty. No, no,
1: on the on the previous drive. Oh, oh okay. Was yeah, 41, it was, to forty-one to ten. Yes. Yeah, why? 10. Why not throw a pass there? That makes no sense.
2: Well, if I have to be a bit of a more uh, <laughs> voice of reason here, um, I mean, being as though I've you know watching football at App State, I can tell you that you know I love Zach Thomas. He's a great quarterback, but the main strength of the App State offense is the run game, and we have so many run plays that. You know, there's been so many times where we've been in situations like third and eight, third and ten. I'm like, why are we running the ball? But then we go and rip off like a 15-yard run because that's how good our running game is. Maybe that's what it was with Texas Tech. Maybe they're not confident enough in their quarterback to get that first down in that scenario. They're thinking, oh, okay, well, why, do, why don't we play to our strengths? And also on third and eight, you're not expecting the other team to run the football. You're expecting them to pass it. So... Like, it's a way that you can, I don't know, maybe try and catch the other team off guard, especially in a game where, you know, you're getting your butt kicked like that bad. Um, And I mean, the field goal does look a bit worse to me. I mean, the fact that, like Zach said, you're this is still there's still time left in the game at this point. But maybe, you know, in his head, he's thinking, well, we're getting our butts kicked and maybe this can get us back on the right track, like get some points put it up on the board and maybe our defense will do something for us, which obviously it didn't because oh, oh my God, <laughs> Oklahoma got a touchdown. Oklahoma
0: was scoring in <laughs> touchdowns. They, they, They're they, not they, scoring in field goals. Like that's...
2: Well, well, the thing is, it's like, it's one thing you have to go out and you have to think, like, you know, you have to put points on the board. Leaving points on the board when you can easily get them is a lot of times turns into bad, de- bad decisions. I, I've seen so many times in the NFL where, I mean, I know this game wasn't as close, as a lot of games I've seen. But there's times when, like, when you can get that three points, it's better than nothing. And if you know that, you know, who's to say they were, like, were going to get that fourth and six? It's not like it was fourth and two or fourth and one when it was like, okay, had they not gone for it in that scenario, then, yeah, I would have been right there with, with you. Like, okay, why don't you go for that? But it's fourth and six. You've been getting your butt kicked all game. Oklahoma's defense is stifling you. Just take the points. Get something to get you on a track track to maybe something better. So I mean, while I don't completely agree with what they did, I'm a bit less upset than like what you guys
1: have been
0: saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fire Matt Wells train has started. <laughs> I'm yeah, not I'm, on it. I mean
1: I, I have to I mean obviously since I don't really follow college football, I don't and I'm not a Texas tech fan by any means so obviously I don't really truly care about this, but I have to agree with Zach a little more and which is rare because usually most of the time when there's an instance where like you can either make like a really aggressive play call or make a really conservative play call like Zach's the one that goes for the aggressive oh, yeah. move yeah. the yeah. one that's like now nah, let's do the conservative <laughs> thing and but like I, I think
2: and, this is the first and, for me going with the conservative
1: and, route and then, I usually, I usually tend instance, to be pretty aggressive yeah in this instance though I have to agree with Zach like I mean you're already down by so many points like like if it was like twenty four to thirteen, okay, mm-hmm. kick the field goal to get it back to within one score or something, but like it was forty one to ten, so like just you know it, with it only being six yards, I'd say go for it. Like it's not a easy, easy first down to get, but it's also manageable. I I would have I would have gone for it there too. Like I I have to agree with Zach on that one. I'm but really I guess it, really it's not surprised. like not a huge deal, but yeah.
0: Well, you, gotta, well, you didn't have Texas Tech in your thing, too. That all When I saw well, that, true. I was like,
2: oh my God. Well, true, but I mean, I, I, yeah. I, if I'm being honest, I didn't even factor that into me talking about this. I mean, yeah. it's like, because I didn't watch this game at all, so I had no yeah. idea. But it's like,
0: I was just you saying... You got I'm, demolished, I, but yeah. Yeah,
2: I was just <laughs> saying, I'm surprised I'm the one taking the conservative route here, because usually I'm with Zach going on the aggressive train. Yeah, so.
0: usually, usually Eric's <laughs> the one that's like, don't go for two, or don't you know well, then, then,
2: then again i did agree with eric on that too that i yeah. didn't think, i didn't think the jaguar should have yeah. two on that yeah. so i don't know maybe well, i'm getting more getting more conservative as i get older and <laughs> and I
1: know learning, you're, i'm you're learning that i uh, say i know i know you're going to be transitioning into the clemson unc game but that was actually an instance where i would say they should i agree yeah I, I didn't I, really I, like the play that they ran, but I... Oh, I hated the play right.
0: that they ran. Yeah, yeah but that, I, I agree play, with the move.
1: I will say that. I agree I do with, agree with, with the, move the move to go for it because you're a huge underdog. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, you're you, lucky to even be in this game because, like you know, I like said, so they were favored to lose by, like, 26 and a half points. Yeah. So, like, in that, in, in that instance, and especially with the way the college overtime is where they get the ball at the 25-yard line, like, Highly unlikely they're going to be able to stop Clemson light like when Clemson gets the ball that close like that. So, yeah. I I agreed with them going for two and like trying to end it there. So that yeah. was a different a different scenario as the Jags Texans a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I I liked the call. I I mean not yeah like the play well, call. not not the play call.
0: Yeah yeah. The, really the, weird. We'll start talking about that before we go to the Texas animal. But about the play call there, I mean. It was too. They, it was tried to be too like trickery to you know like Clemson's a good enough defense to trying
2: to be Boise State.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, Clemson's a good enough defense not to fall for that and not to you know you got to just I don't I don't know exactly what they should have done, but I wouldn't have done that. I would have. I really don't know. I didn't watch the full game, so I don't know what was working for him. But uh, when I hey, saw that, I, I knew that uh, there was no chance.
1: They had had some success running the ball. I mean, I wouldn't have done, like, a handoff up the middle, but maybe, like, a like a sweep toss or, you know, just get all the blockers out there and or something. Like, the option thing was, I don't know. I didn't agree with that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, they had had some success running the ball, so I would have tried a different run play probably. But, I mean, kudos to them for even being in the game that long and having a chance. Like, it made yeah. it exciting to watch, even though yeah. I know you all got it wrong in the spread, but...
0: <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, At that know. point in the game, there was no way Clemson was covering the spread, so it was like, whatever. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, happy for me, because, you know,
2: the fact that aside from App State, I'm a UNC fan, too, and it's like, you know, the fact that they held their own with the number one team in the league for the entire game. I mean, I will say that looking, because I didn't watch the game, but looking back on the stats, to me, I think it's more an instance of Clemson playing bad than UNC playing good I agree agree with that yeah and because I've looked at you know there was before I had ESPN on earlier and I was looking at the difference in Trevor Lawrence's stat line between like where he was last year at this time where his stats were and what it is this year and it's like he only threw four interceptions all season last year and he's already thrown like five or six at this point in the season already so it's like I think it's more of a regression for Clemson in this scenario, which i say, I mean, kudos to UNC for being in the game. And I, I agree with Eric 100% too. I agree about the going for two in that one, because I mean, what are the chances that you're going to, like you said, stop Clemson in overtime? So why not just try and end it right there and right then? Because, you know, kicking the extra point, like, yeah, it's a gimme. People will say, oh, you should have done that. That was a safe play, but. In all likelihood, they would have gone on to lose the game had they done that. So, and obviously, had they gotten the two-point conversion, they would have won, which would have been like the one of the biggest upsets of all time, honestly, that in recent memory. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I agree <clears throat> that that. I mean, I was rooting for for them to get that, but unfortunately, they didn't. Um, uh, a game that I watched before that game came on was Texas A&M and Arkansas. played in Dallas, Texas, a neutral field. And I I hadn't realized this, actually, but the announcers were saying something about how, like, the last six times that these two teams have played, all the games have been decided by seven points or fewer, something like that. So, I mean, and Texas A&M, through that stretch, has consistently been ranked or, or very good if they're not ranked. And Arkansas has had a couple of good years, but... Lately, the last couple of years, they haven't been doing well. They're on a huge SEC losing streak. Uh, they didn't win an SEC game last year. They've yet to win one this year. Not sure how many games in the previous season before last year that what their last SEC win was. But I know it's a it's a bad streak that they wanted to break, and it it's pretty heartbreaking for them to uh to to lose this this way. Uh, Texas A and M didn't look that good. I mean. They haven't looked good to me. Uh, I think they're year. overrated. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, it's it's I think a name thing is keeping them ranked right now with Jimbo Fisher being so highly paid uh, and everything like that. I think that's given them a little bit more than what they should be. But, I mean, this is a, tr- this is a rivalry game. Arkansas played their tails off, but they couldn't get the win. But I when I made the predictions from last week's episode, I was kind of having a moment like my rant where I was just I couldn't find what to say because I was just so like Eric will remember this. You remember, Eric, how I was just like, uh." I was just like so angry with this. (laughs) And I'm only angry about the stuff that I can control. Like, I mean, like as a coach, you can control that play call as a, you know, for me anyways, I could. I'm more likely to be a coach than a player uh, in, or an odds maker than, you know, the quarterback. So, yeah, when I saw that Texas a was here by 23 and a half points, I was out of my mind uh, upset compared to the Clemson. I mean, I did compare it to the Clemson one, which is a bad example. I think Eric compared it to the Rutgers-Michigan one, which was a way better example. But um,
1: I think I, I compared it to the Ole Miss and Alabama.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but but that's kind of a recap for, for how that went. Uh, Ole Miss and Alabama. That game was kind of close in the first quarter. Uh, Ole Miss had like a ten to seven lead. I think some people were getting a little bit worried there. But then Alabama's offense went on went on their their usual run and scored a bunch of points in second and third quarters didn't really need to play two in the fourth quarter. And then Ole Miss got a, a, like, I don't even know how it was, but they, I thought it was, I almost marked these red. I almost marked the M- Ole Miss ones red and the Bama green. But Ole Miss had a huge play as time expired to get a touchdown. And that made them cover the spread here, so to say. Uh, but obviously still losing the game. Uh, Virginia Notre Dame Virginia was was hanging in there for a bit, but Notre Dame just came up on top. And then some of the rest of these kind of predictable. Oh Mississippi State and Auburn. I didn't highlight this, but I was shocked at just how dominant Auburn was over Mississippi State. I mean, I predicted this as an upset Mississippi State win, but good God, they got demolished. And I think this is good Auburn, unlike. Uh, yeah, and, like the bad Clemson thing for that. That I mean, this is just good Auburn. I mean,
2: well, I think I think Auburn has been severely underrated when it yeah. comes. Yeah, like we're gonna get to the SEC in a little bit, but like out of those five teams, I think people have been severely underestimating Auburn, and I think this <laughs> is a good showing. I mean, you know, I know they were at home in this game too, but I mean after. Like, they went on the road and beat Texas A&M, and now they just, you know, are at home and demolish Mississippi State. Like, Auburn is no joke.
0: Yeah. Winning against Oregon, too. Neutral. Right, yeah, exactly. Um, So, then we come down here to these later games in the day. It's a poor time to be a Washington State fan right now. Uh, (laughs) Sorry,
2: Grandpa.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But... I mean, because they gave up that huge comeback to UCLA the week before. I guess it's uh, nobody three team. That. Yeah, to, to UCLA of all teams, too. It wasn't even like they got out to a huge lead against sub. You know, we expected them to get to that lead. We expected them to to be able to at least get the win with that lead. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but anyways, Utah is a tough task here, so I'm not exactly surprised that they lost the game. I could have seen that. The more, the closer it led up to this game, the less good I felt about it because I saw all my other predictions going bad. I I had a bad feeling about this, um, <laughs> and uh, and after the game here, Mike Leach, the head coach for Washington State, he's been known to be a character. He had some quotes about his players, I, and I want to. I'll ask you guys both this too because I want to. Even though Eric's not a college guy, he can still have an opinion on this. But <laughs> do you think these comments are gonna end up being a good thing or a bad thing to call your players fat, dumb, and entitled?
1: Uh, I think it's no, go I'll ahead. you go first. Okay. I I mean, my opinion would be that it would be bad. I mean, maybe he could have gotten away with this these types of comments in like the nineties or something, but <laughs> okay. I understand like wanting to call your players out when they're not playing well, but I wouldn't use words like "fat" and "dumb" or e- even "entitled." Really, I would just be oh, like, "Oh, another
0: one." Hey, another one was happy too.
1: <laughs> oh, it's oh, interesting. I don't, but um, but I would just. I mean, I, if I'm calling them out, I'm like, you know, we're playing terrible and we have to be better. Like, I would, I w- I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily like mad at him for acknowledging that the players aren't playing well, but saying fat and dumb, if if I was a player, that would, that would piss me off. (laughs) And I I don't know that that's just just my opinion on it. it,
0: I was going to say, if you were a Texas tech player, would you be pissed off at that too? When they, when the coach said we're going to kick a field goal, let's say you were on the offense. Would you be pissed off that he sent out the field goal unit there?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would have been upset. I mean, like I said, I when we yeah. were talking about that game, I I agreed with you that okay. I thought I gone yeah. for it. But this, I would be basic. I guess if I was a player and I could have been in either one of these situations, the situation that probably would have like made me more upset would be this.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: the, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like I'm going out there and playing and. Yeah, we're not doing well. But you're gonna call me dumb and fat? Okay, no, you know. Well, that's... you could
0: look at the mirror about the fat part. I mean, <laughs> I exactly mean to be it's like. It's kind of the uh, wrong messenger for that. Not exactly one to go to look in the mirror and say I'm athletic, <laughs> talented. <you know? laughs>
1: but I, I, I wouldn't have said this. Like if I'm the coach and my team's lost a few games in a row, and then this last one being like 38 to 13 or whatever it was. Yeah. I'm calling them out, but not like that. So that I guess that's that's my opinion on it after, with my brief yeah,
0: uh,
1: in this. Connor, what yeah. do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with Eric on that. that I think this was the wrong way to handle this. I mean, like, like, like Eric said, there's nothing wrong with calling out your players, I don't think. But again, don't do it in this way. I mean, do it in a way. I know this was more of a comical way, but the way that Jim Mora did it, like in his famous interview that he did, like the playoffs interview where he's calling out his team. Like, you know, they're like, Oh, well, what do you think you're going to make the playoffs? And he's like, playoffs playoffs.
0: Like,
2: you know, but and he's like, you know, the way we're playing, I just hope we're, we can win a game. Like he's calling his players out right there. And it's like, you know, I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, because, you know, it, this is one thing that we're going to get to this later. This is one thing that angers me about, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans right now is they keep trying to call out Mike Tomlin and, all the coaching staff for all the problems that the team is having. And I'm like, well, you do realize that the players actually have to go out there and perform. Like the coaches can only do so much from the sidelines. I mean, they're not the ones that are out there having to block and, you know, make passes and make tackles and stuff like that. So, um, so this is just, it's, it's the wrong way to handle it. You can't go calling your players fat and dumb and then expect them to go out there and play hard for you. I mean, you know, if you call them out and say that they're not playing well, like they're not blocking, they're not tackling, you know, that might motivate them to go, I'm going to show you, like, you know, that I'm a good player. But if you just call them fat and dumb, then they're going to think you're fat and dumb too. And it's just going <laughs> to, you know. Uh, well, then with gonna...
1: college football, they can just transfer. Like,
2: like, right.
1: It's not like in the NFL where they're under contract, you're stuck with the team as long as they keep you under your contract. College right. football players can be like, okay, well. You want to call me fat and dumb? I'm going to go play for a team that will appreciate me and my you know my talent, not right. some guy that's going to call me fat and dumb. I don't not, know,
2: n- not some fat guy calling me fat and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah exactly. So I I agree with both of you guys. I think even even if he had made these comments privately, it would have been better than these coming out public. I mean, it looks like he said it in like a press conference here, so. I think he got a little bit emotional and said what was on his mind. He spoke the truth. I think that's how he really felt uh, because he was so angry with the way his team was playing. But, yeah, you gotta if you're going to say something like this, at least say it in the locker room instead of to the media. But, but yeah, I, I agree with you guys on how it could have been a lot better. Um, yeah, so we do want to talk about the SEC because it's wide open. I mean – Bama is the front runner, I think, mainly just because historical reason. We just expect them to win all these games. We expect them to go undefeated or drop one loss but win the SEC championship or something like that. But out of the five SEC teams that are unbeaten, the uh, there's three in the West, two in the East, so Georgia and Florida in the East, Aub- Auburn, Alabama, LSU in the West. I actually like all three teams in the West better than the East. I think Florida is kind of, kind of like if I had to compare Florida to a team, I'd compare Florida to like Iowa. They've looked good against the teams they should be, but we really haven't seen them play a good team yet. So, and that's kind of what Iowa's been too. Iowa has been. Um, So, I mean, who knows what Florida can do? Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up beating Georgia. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up beating Auburn since they're at home for that game. But if I had to rank the five, I'd put I'd put Florida at five. Georgia, I'm putting it at four. It might be a little bit controversial, but I don't know. I, there's just something about Georgia that I don't like this year. I, I just have a bad feeling about them. I don't think they've looked as good as the other three teams have. I don't. I mean they play in the East so they have a little bit easier competition. They have a better chance than the West teams who are all going to be playing each other, but especially Auburn having to face Florida and Georgia too. I mean they've got a true gauntlet ahead of them. But but I, if I had to make like power rankings, I would put them 4th and then when you look at the SEC West, this is all three of these teams I think are so good. It could be any of them. I mean, and that's the that's the fun thing too is I don't think it's for sure Bama this year. I, I think in years past we've uh, we've just kind of written it off as always oh, Bama, but and and I'm not sure what the home in a way situation is going to be like for these games. But Bama and LSU last year it was a close game for a, for a long time. This year, it's going to be, I think, an even closer game. LSU might even just end up winning it. I mean, that's how good I think LSU is. Like I said that one time, I thought they should have been ranked uh, number two after the win against Texas. Auburn has – I mean, I was kind of doubting Auburn, but after that win against Mississippi State, I am no longer a doubter. I fully believe in them. Uh, I – I don't they have such a tough schedule though having to play Florida and Georgia from the east. So I don't I think they have a greater chance of losing some games. And then I'm actually so for my power rankings, I'm gonna put Alabama third just because Alabama I don't I mean they've looked good, but the Bama from the past wouldn't give up thirty one points to Ole Miss. I mean the defense seems to be a little bit of a regression here, I don't think it's anything major, they're not bad defensively or anything like that, but it's just it doesn't seem to be. I mean, they had a lot of talent going that last NFL draft, um, but and they've still got talent, but just doesn't seem to me like it's all that. I know they're gonna, I know that they're ranked number one right now, but these are just my power rankings, so I've got them third. I've got Auburn second, LSU first. So those are my SEC power rankings.
2: Well, I would have to agree to start with that Florida is probably the worst. Like, I'd put them at number five in this group. I mean, they've had, like, obviously they're undefeated, but they've had really close calls against Kentucky, and they had a really close call against Miami at the start of the year. And so, and outside of that, they haven't played anybody. I mean, heck, they played Towson last week.
0: House so, of Tennessee, in <laughs> <Martin>. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. So you know, I they just haven't shown me anything yet. I mean, it's in a way baffling to me that they're still ranked number ten. I mean, it's kind of like you know, who have you played that has allowed you to have that ranking, even though you're five and zero. Like, there's other teams below them that are undefeated that have played better competition, and even teams that are like four and one that are below them that have played better competition. So. Yeah, easily Florida is number five. This is probably really... You thought it was controversial to put Alabama at number three. I'm going to put Alabama at number four, actually, out of this group. Because, again, like, they haven't played anybody yet. And, And the fact that, like you said, they gave up, like, 31 points to Ole Miss. I mean, you know, I know this offense is good. But what happens when you start facing an actual good defense? I mean, we've all heard the term defense wins championships. And... This is the reason why I got to put Georgia ahead of Alabama because Georgia has a much better defense right now. I mean, they only gave—I mean, they've only given up forty points across their four games right now, and they only gave up seventeen to Notre Dame. And you know, going out there and beating a you know—a team that's been ranked in the top fifteen the whole season—that's saying something. And the fact that Alabama so far—I mean, you know, Ole Miss is. OK, but I mean, the rest of their schedule playing against Duke and Southern Miss and South, yeah. South Carolina, New Mexico State, like, you know, they're going to have to prove to me, you know, they're not play- they're off this week. But next week after that, they're playing Texas A&M. Like, that's when they're going to have to prove that, OK, we are for real. We are really good because, you know, they just. They just haven't played anybody and if I look at the rest of their schedule, I mean, yeah, they gotta play Auburn and they gotta play LSU, but the rest of their schedule is vanilla. Where that.
0: um are you looking at like the home and away do they have those games both at home, one at home, one well, away? Well
2: the, the LSU game is at home. Okay. Um, but the Auburn game is it's gonna be in Auburn this year, but yeah. I mean you can never really call that like you know, it's it's hard for rivalry games like that because obviously the crowd's gonna be Auburn, you know heavy in a way, but there's definitely going to be lots of Alabama fans there because it's the same state. So, yeah. um, so I, I don't judge that one too much based on home and away, but the LSU game is at home. And, but I mean, the rest of their schedule, they're playing Tennessee, Arkansas, then they're going to go play at Mississippi state, which, you know, Mississippi state gave them a little scare last year, but you know, it
0: after actually... what they did against. After how they couldn't do anything against Auburn, I don't think that's any much of a problem. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say.
2: Like this year I don't think they're gonna do that. And then yeah. Western and then Western Carolina, which Jeez. isn't even a, a division one school. So uh, yeah, I gotta put Auburn or Alabama at number four, which I said I know that's probably even a lot more controversial. People are like, what? what's <laughs> wrong with you? The number one ranked team in the country, you think they're the fourth best in the SEC? Uh, yeah, I do. Prove me wrong. That's all I have to say. And then Georgia, like I said, it's that that win over Notre Dame that I have to put them up there. I mean, and the fact that they, you know, only gave up 17 points to Notre Dame and their, their defense is just looking so much better. And they also have a little bit of an easier schedule. Like they play Florida at home. Um, well, them, that's,
0: that's in Jacksonville. That's not really a home uh, game. That's a
2: neutral game. Yeah, okay. yeah, But, I mean, their only tough test after this really is going to be when they have to play at Auburn. That's going to be yeah.
1: the,
2: you know, I think that could be deciding for, you know, if between Georgia and Florida who goes to the SEC title game. Um, unless Georgia goes and beats Florida earlier. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then it is a tough choice between LSU and Auburn. But, you know, I like to go based off of what I've seen so far, and I've seen more from Auburn so far. Um, I know LSU has that win over Texas, which that was a pretty impressive game. You know, I know Nate and I both picked Texas to at least cover the spread in that game, um, and they didn't, and LSU came out with the victory. So uh, that was an impressive win. But, I mean, Auburn already has just shown, I mean, through five games, they beat Oregon, who's a top 15 team, they beat Texas A&M at Texas A&M, you know, a loud stadium in Kyle That's Field. Hard, yeah, yeah. And they just completely dominated Mississippi State, and they mm-hmm. beat Tulane, who is also, you know, right on the brink of being a top twenty-five team. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's. I don't see any way that I can't put them number one right now out of those teams. Obviously, they have a tough road ahead, like you mentioned. I mean, they got to play Florida, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. So, (laughs) you know, out of of all these teams, they definitely have the largest gauntlet to go through. But, I mean, if they can win three out of the four of those games, then I don't see any reason why Auburn isn't the best, uh, might not be even a contender for the national championship, if they can win three out of the four. I mean, because two of those, at least for Georgia and Alabama, they get those games at home. Um, But it's going to be tough to go into Baton Rouge to play against LSU because we all know how, you know, how loud that stadium gets. So, uh, but yeah, I got to put LSU second and Auburn first.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, so there you have it, guys. Uh, Those are our power rankings for those five SEC teams as we'll transition into the NFL side and uh, give Eric some time to talk because I know he's been (laughs) waiting patiently. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it, it's all a big deal. Actually, yeah. for the college, I, I mean, I don't watch as much college, but um, I have to agree with you guys for the most part. I just – my only reason why I would probably have Alabama – for me, it's like they're number one until somebody beats them. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. <laughs> Did you all hear me there? I said I had a – I lost – Really? I, Did y'all hear
0: that? I heard you stopped, but then you. I heard... I think I got your point. You, I, you still I, want Alabama. I, I, yeah. Okay. I
2: heard, I heard, I heard, I heard
1: <laughs> the Alabama's number one until someone beats yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, and plus, as Connor mentioned, which this doesn't necessarily make them number one, but the fact that they have an easier schedule definitely gives them an advantage. So, I don't know what's going on with my Skype. I'm having poor connection here, apparently, but... Mm-hmm. I guess I'll
0: just hear you right now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But um, okay. So anyway, I agree with Florida being the worst out of the five. I haven't seen anything too impressive from them yet, so we'll see. But once I know you're
2: you're happy about that,
1: (laughs) yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, I mean
2: honestly,
1: (laughs) I mean I watched the all the Miami game, and that game was pretty close. And then I watched you know, a lot of the Kentucky game and that game was really close. And then even the Tennessee (laughs) game, while that was a blowout, they had a lot of mistakes in that game that just, unfortunately with Tennessee being so bad, (laughs) it sucks to be a fan of of Tennessee, but I I'll still, I'm always going to be loyal to them, but Florida actually had a lot of mistakes in that game that they weren't able to capitalize on. And I mean, that Tennessee wasn't able to capitalize on. So whereas Florida took advantage of Tennessee's mistakes, but if Tennessee could have capitalized on all of those mistakes, I don't think they would have won, but it would have at least been a much closer game. So I need, I need to see Florida be a legit team before I consider them to be a contender. I just don't believe in them right now, but Honestly, out of the other four, though, I mean, they're all legit contenders. It's uh, it's going to be a good season to see how this plays out. But I'm actually going to I mean, like I said, I'm going to stick with Alabama at number one until somebody beats them. I have to keep them at number one. But I am going to go with Auburn at number two over LSU because mainly because of the defense, the defensive issues. It seems like LSU has struggled on defense a lot this season so far. Uh, they've had a couple of games. Even in the Texas game they won, but they gave up thirty-eight and they also gave up thirty-eight to Vanderbilt. That that concerns me a little bit. So it's gonna be but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun ride regardless of who wins, just as long as it's not Florida or Alabama. <laughs> 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 Go Auburn, yeah. LSU or Georgia.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um so... Stay tuned from scenes for our next episode.